Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. Motley Fool Money. Stock of the Week. G'day fools and welcome to another Motley Fool Stock of the Week. Our flagship, also, weekly series here on both YouTube and the Motley Fool Money Podcast. My name's Scott Phillips. I'm the Motley Fool's Chief Investment Officer here in Australia. And this week, I am joined by the man himself, our Director of Research, Kevin Gandia. G'day KJ, how are you mate? Uh, Scott, I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Mate, I'm always glad to have you. Our listeners and viewers love you, uh, and you've always got some fantastic things to say, mate. And I've got to say, this time around, uh, I'm going to be listening and, and watching a little more closer than usual because this is one company I thought, I don't know this business's name. I, I, as I say sometimes on this, these series, I tend to know most companies moderately well because I've been doing this for quite a while. I thought, why don't I know Australian Clinical Labs? It turns out it's a relatively new listing. So we'll get to that in just a second. First, mate, my regular boilerplate that I share with our audiences, three things as always. First, Kevin's going to give you general advice, not personal advice. You need to understand how you believe that fits your circumstances and make your own decisions and seek financial advice if you need it. Secondly, we are long-term investors. So we're not saying this will go up today, tomorrow, this afternoon, tomorrow morning, even the next month, even the next year. We're long-term investors here at The Motley Fool. We're looking five-plus years out, at least three years, more often five or more than that. And so we're looking for long-term winners. We don't make short-term predictions. And accordingly, and kind of related, um, remember, of course, if you're listening to this or watching this at some point down the track, we're recording this in the middle of November 2021, and anything can happen from here. Kevin may change his view on the company because of quality, because of price, because of a whole lot of reasons. And so just remember, if you are watching or listening to this meaningfully after November 2021, have you might have changed, so just, just be a little bit careful. All right, KG, now this is the series where we pull back the curtain on a Motley Fool buy recommendation shared for free to our podcast listeners and to our YouTube viewers. I've already mentioned the company, made Australian Clinical Labs. I hadn't heard of it. I did, a, I did a quick sneaky bit of work just so I can ask some half-intelligent questions for the rest of it. But rather than me talk about it, I'm simply going to ask you, what exactly is Australian Clinical Labs, mate? Yeah, Scott. So Australian Clinical Labs, ACL is the ticker there on the on the Australian Stock Exchange. So basically, they are a pathology services provider. Um, if you take out all the GAF and the technical terms, basically what that is, is if you're feeling uh, sick, you go to the, your, your GP, um, they may recommend that you go get some tests run. And typically those tests are being run by a pathology uh, services provider and Australian Clinical Labs is one of those providers. Now, uh, obviously the name may not be too familiar, but... Uh, this is a company with a lot of history, uh, which I'm sure will be familiar to you, Scott. So this company was spun out of HealthScope. Um, the, 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 the base business was part of that original Health HealthScope uh, pathology business. Uh, so it was spun out of there. It went into private equity hands, um, and they made uh, a couple of other acquisitions that were integrated within um, that business. And uh, it was rebranded as Australian Clinical Labs. So now where they stand in the market is they're actually the third largest uh, pathology services provider uh, in Australia, uh, just behind companies like Sonic Healthcare, which are, uh, is probably a more well-known name, uh, and Helios, of course. All three companies listed on the ASX, which is quite interesting. So um, that's the company. Beautiful. Thank you, mate. Now, pathology services does lend itself to scale. It lends itself to this sort of, I want to say roll up, but kind of, you know, you want to get bigger because you can take advantage of some of those scale benefits of testing, head office acquisition, branding, all that kind of stuff. It's a useful way to go. Obviously, being spun into and then out of private equity. Uh, before we get into the, the investment case itself, 
Um, I've always got half a half a raised eyebrow when it comes to private equity listing something on the ASX. There used to be a cliche I've, I've said before in this series. I'm pretty sure that you never want to be on the other side of a trade from Kerry Packer. Back in the day, you know, if you're on the other side of the trade, you figure Packer was getting a good deal. You weren't getting a great one. It's often not a great idea to be on the side of a private equity seller because they are trying to get out. They think, well, hang on, they're not going to give a, give me an attractive price. Or do they? Am I, am I too journalist? Mate, how do you feel about IPOs generally only six months on the ASX, but also buying from private equity in particular? Yeah, so I think that's a fair call. Um, and it's certainly a risk that we've called out uh, in, in, in our buy recommendations. So full disclosure, this is a an active recommendation of ours in our extreme opportunity service. So this is a service with um, looking for uh, investments in the higher risk uh, with potential higher reward um, uh, side of the spectrum. So uh, certainly this is a company without its risks. Um, that aspect mm-hmm. of it coming out of private equity hands um, is a risk, as you as you rightly point out, Scott. And it's, it's something we've pointed out in our buy rec as well. Very nice. And I'm sure you're going to mention it later. So I probably should have kept that question, but my apologies, mate. Just It just struck me as something that was interesting given it's a, a relatively recent listing. Mate, let's go to the pro side of the ledger first. Uh, it is a buy recommendation, as you say, of Motley Full Extreme Opportunities, the service you run and do a wonderful job doing it. And as you say, one of the funny things, just a, a quick aside about the Australian Financial Services licensing regime, we have to say high risk and potential high returns. We don't have to say potential high risk because that's kind of the way we have to do these things. So when Kevin says that, he is absolutely doing the right thing by you uh, and he's doing the right thing by his members by saying, look, we are trying to find bigger winners and that does come with bigger risks. And both those things we hope, well, not net out, we actually hope the rewards are well and truly in excess of the risks, but on a position by position basis, that's the reality. And we have to use that language. It's appropriate we use that language because we can't promise you those returns, but we are, or Kevin is, at least on behalf of his members and, of course, as part of the Motley Fool, taking on a little bit more risk to try and achieve those returns. So let's let's go to that. Let's go to the buy case, the bull case, if you like. When you told your members, hey, you should buy Australian Clinical Labs, what was the rationale you provided, mate? Yeah, so a couple of stages and parts to our investment thesis on this company. The first thing is, if you just look at pathology services just as an overall industry, this is an industry that lends itself to repeat revenue streams. Uh, Obviously, uh, over time, people get sick, they go to the doctors, and they get referred to a pathology services provider. So um, we think with the relationships they have with uh, private uh, uh, hospitals around the country, um, this is a company that can continue uh, to earn those repeat revenue streams. The other interesting bit is, obviously, uh, in our major cities, particularly Sydney and Melbourne, we've been locked down. We're coming out of that. So, um, yeah. you know, with just as a potential reopening play, this is quite interesting because, um, you know, doctor visits have been suppressed with lockdowns. It's just other than uh, really essential doctor visits, mm. there pretty much haven't mm. been uh, too many of those. So as we come out of this, um, this lockdown period and into a more normalized environment, um, we expect to see the base business for, for Australian Clinical Labs um, really pick up. But what I find particularly interesting is this is a company with a very uh, focused growth strategy. So they're quite uh, dominant uh, in states like Northern Territory, Victoria, but looking to really expand in New South Wales and Queensland. So this is a company with a very set um, um, organic and uh, acquisitional uh, growth strategy in those states. But Scott, you know, when with, with smaller companies, what you typically see, uh, particularly with M&A being used as a growth strategy, you see them coming cap in hand back to the market, uh, asking for capital, um, right. you know, uh, and raising capital. And, and so it, it makes sense in, in some cases, uh, but also it presents the risk of dilution. 
But and this company has a pretty big windfall, which is being used to fund this growth strategy. And that pretty much that windfall is um, COVID. So I mentioned, obviously, COVID was a headwind for their base, mm-hmm. base business, but it has been a massive boom uh, for this company on the other side, because guess what? Um, everyone is having, we're pretty much having thousands and thousands of COVID tests uh, every day. Um, every those day, tests right, are yeah. estimated to cost around $85 per test. Uh, and we're fortunate in Australia, um, you know, our Medicare system actually covers that uh, uh, by the government. So uh, as a consumer, you don't actually have to pay anything for your COVID tests. In other countries, that's not actually the case. In the US and so mm. forth, um, they're paying um, out of pocket. And so uh, we just see, um, we've just seen a significant boom for this company. Actually, Actual cash flowing through to the business, um, uh, significant amounts of, of cash flow uh, flowing into the business from that COVID boom, and they're using that cash to really drive their 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 growth strategy, uh, particularly in Queensland and New South Wales. They've just recently announced the acquisition of a company called MedLab Pathology, so really growing their footprint uh, in those um, in, in in those states. Um, and, and also, the, what's also interesting is normally when a company is gaining, so so the company has just come out of a significant significant upgrade cycle. So the IPO, they beat their uh, prospective prospectus uh, forecasts and upgraded those numbers. Uh, and then they went on to further upgrade those numbers at least two to three times just in the last six months, mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. the, the the environment is just so unpredictable and it's just been working out for them to the upside. But what we're seeing is the market continues to discount that profit, profit pool because obviously it's seen as a one-time sugar hit uh, income. And I think that's fair. Uh, but what's interesting mm-hmm. is um, the PCR tests, which really benefit the, the pathology service providers, are far more accurate. And those tests are not going away, right? So what we're seeing from the legislative point of view, is, uh, states and obviously the federal government um, are really maintaining testing as part of the, the strategy towards COVID. So um, when we look at this, we don't expect that whilst we do expect COVID tests um, to decline, uh, then those numbers to decline overall over time. Uh, we don't ex- actually expect them to go to zero, particularly as, as travel reopens. So as people come into Australia, they still need to be tested. As people travel interstate even, uh, they still need to get tested. So uh, we think testing will continue to be a part of the strategy for um, uh, for Australia going forward. And that's a positive for pathology services. Um, and yeah, that cash will be used uh, for growth perspectives. And just finally, when you compare this company to their, uh, to their competitors, Helios and Sonic, um, just that valuation is so much, um, you're, you're getting a far better deal, we think, with the, with this company. The multiple, just um, uh, even on an earnings or a revenue perspective, uh, is so much lower. And it's a, it's a profitable company, it's a growing company, uh, and it's a cash flow positive company. So we think uh, there's enough potential upside uh, while still managing potential risk uh, on, the, on the downside with this company. And uh, we think it's a very good proposition for us as investors. Nice. I really, I really like that, KG. And there's so many parts of what you just talked about. We could spend an hour and a half talking about, but we won't. But we won't. Um, I, I particularly like the, you know, you think about just the underlying business itself. The, the, you know, we're all getting older. We're getting tested more frequently because it's keeping us alive and it's letting doctors do what they do. The, the drive to more tests, more sophisticated medical technology, better diagnostic tools. It really does. You know, you've got to imagine that. It's probably decades and decades and decades worth of, of testing growth just in that trend alone, as you say. Drop on top of the COVID money that gets to be redeployed in effectively buying future growth and, and future profit, which is really nice as well if you're acquiring other businesses. You'd rather give that money back to shareholders as a one-off, and you could do that. That would be completely reasonable. They're kind of using that to bulk up 
what the future looks like, which is which is really quite cool, mate. Um, thanks for thanks for taking that through. I will do a really quick ad as I do about this time. Most times when we do the episode, um, thank you for those listening to this on the Motley Fool Money podcast. We appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, who's on YouTube? Um, jump onto our YouTube channel. Just search The Motley Fool Australia on YouTube. You can find this series. We do Stocks in Focus. We do media appearances, our favorite investing books. Kevin and I have a video coming up just quietly on, well, oh yeah, I'll give it away, on financial platforms. If you're interested in financial platforms, that video is coming to YouTube really, really soon. So make sure you check that out. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell as well so you find out when new content like this is released. But also, check out the Motley Fool Money podcast for us. We like it. It's kind of fun. Uh, our listeners seem to love it. We're doing pretty well in terms of attracting new listeners, having a reasonable uh, set of uh, reviews and the stars that are all important these days. So give that a go if you, if you wouldn't mind. Of course, The Good Oil with Scott Phillips. Um, I did a new episode only this week, KG, uh, with Nick Nicolades from Perla, which was a really fun chat. A really small brokerage trying to do things really differently. So if you're even slightly keen in financial services, in brokerage, in entrepreneurship, and this is a really new company, by the way. So this is not the... Tale of success. This is the In the Trenches story, um, and it's a really, really good one. So check that out as well. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. All right, mate. Let's get back to the the, uh, the ACL story, the Australian Clinical Lab story. Talk me through the risks. We always share risks with our members. We always say, look, this is why we like it. But these are the things that we're watching out for, you should be aware of. We figure that's the fairest and the appropriate way to deal with our members. We don't just tell one side of the story. Now, we do think it's a recommendation, by the way, so we're not, these are not even equal parts. We think the, the pros outweigh the cons, but let's go through those risks, mate. Just share with us some of the thoughts, some of the concerns, some of the areas you're watching when it comes to Australian clinical labs. Yeah, so competition is a risk. So I mentioned Sonic Healthcare and Helios. They're much larger uh, companies operating in the same space. So, um, you know, we, we need this company to continue to execute well and continue to uh, hold market share um, relatively well compared to those larger competitors. Um, the other risk to consider is, uh, as we discussed earlier on, Scott, this is a relatively new IPO, an IPO this year, and it's coming out of private equity hands. So um, obviously... Um, the, the business model for private equity is really to take um, a business maybe that's unloved or has too much debt or has operational inefficiencies, tidy that up, uh, and then list it back on at a much higher multiple. And it's being listed uh, back on at, at a time where there's significant amount of cash coming into the business from that COVID windfall. So um, we, we we do potentially risk uh, seeing some of the that cash flow dry up quite quicker than we, we expect. Um, and obviously, that's also a function of the overall strategy for COVID uh, in Australia. So I mentioned PCR tests. They are the accu- most accurate way of testing for COVID uh, that we have. And that's the strategy that we've been using uh, as a country uh, to, to fight this mm-hmm. pandemic. But there are other types of tests, uh, antigen tests, uh, which can be taken at home. Uh, they're, they're less accurate, uh, but they're also quicker that you can do it at home. Uh, and they're also quite cheaper as well. So um, mm-hmm. if as a country we're significantly moving towards that as uh, that platform uh, for testing, um, we do expect antigen tests to, to form a part of the strategy. But if we're seeing a much bigger than expected shift towards that, then that could obviously see that COVID windfall drying up for Australian clinical labs. And then um, overall, um, I think with the the M&A that they've been uh, undergoing, just those mergers and acquisitions, acquiring businesses, integrating them into their um, um, overall business, they they actually bring those companies onto the same IT platform to make those uh, tests uh, more efficient. 
we think that there is some operational level, a level of operational risk uh, to it. Um, it's not easy for a small business to acquire that many um, other businesses and integrate them very well and still continue to grow at scale. So we need to be mindful of that. And then the other risk that's usually not uh, spoken about well is when a company has all this cash, you're really relying on management to make very good capital allocation decisions. So we've seen management already start to talk about potential dividends, uh, potentially giving back some of those that cash back to investors, or maybe acquiring other businesses, uh, or maybe reinvesting in other areas of the business. So, but we do need um, that capital allocation to be done very well. Um, the, the, the best businesses, Scott, are run by great management teams who can allocate capital well, make good decisions with that cash. Um, the jury is still out on ACL in terms of how well they can continue to do that. That's such a great point, KG. We probably should do a video on that alone at some other point, that capital allocation idea, because the CEOs tend to be the people who are the head of product or the head of sales, the head of marketing or something else, and they get there because they do their current job well. And when you're the CEO, yeah, you've still got to kind of do some of that. I mean, the, particularly in small companies, the CEO is generally the head of sales anyway. Um, but as you say, so much more managing different functions and then making sure the cash you do generate gets used well. It feels like a small thing, but you and I certainly know plenty of examples of great capital allocators and terrible capital allocators. And you figure the same business run by two very different people in that context can really have very, very different results for investors. So that's a really, really strong point. Mate, speaking of more from you, you're on Twitter. Is it Kevin Gandia? Is that your Twitter handle? That's correct. Kevin Gandia. That's Beautiful. me on Twitter. Excellent. Look up Kevin. He's a great follow. Make sure you do that. If you're looking to follow more people on Twitter or Insta, you can grab The Motley Fool at The Motley Fool AU on both those platforms, or I'm at TMF Scott P on both Twitter and Insta. On Facebook, jump on The Motley Fool Australia. Pretty straightforward. That's just facebook.com slash The Motley Fool Australia or facebook.com slash Scott Phillips Money is my page. Now, mate, um, let's get to the bottom line. The I'm not exactly a patented elevator pitch. I think someone else has probably got that idea before me. But in this context, at least, I'm claiming it. Give me the, uh, the the first floor to the 31st floor, 60 seconds. Give me the sell. Give me the elevator pitch on why our viewers and listeners should very strongly consider buying shares in Australian clinical labs. Yeah, so I think you're getting a very solid base business. Pathology services will always be needed. We've got a growing population. We've got an aging population. So this will always be needed. Um, and then you're also getting some potential upside. In addition to that, um, how long does COVID testing continue? That's more cash coming into the business. You're getting a profitable business just in the first half of FY22. This company expects to have between 60 and $70 million of net profits just in the first half. And this is a company with a market cap just under $900 million. So um, wow. you're, you're, quite, you're getting quite a, fair, a, a good deal um, just on that. Um, and so, so I think you've got a very good base business and with some potential upside if that COVID windfall continues to be to coming through to come through and if management can actually use that cash uh, well to invest in, in growth opportunities. And yes, there are some risks to keep in mind, but I think overall, this is a company that's worth at least considering uh, on your watch list. Very nice, Kevin. And of course, it is an active buy recommendation of your service or one of your services, Motley Fool Extreme Opportunity. So, Phil, check that out if you're even slightly keen. Um, plenty of ways to find our services under our mailing list or anything you want, uh, but you can find out a way to get a pretty good deal on Motley Fool Extreme Opportunities and other services that we run as well. Kevin, as always, mate, thank you for sharing the benefit of your wisdom and frankly, your hard work and research because it takes a lot of time to come up with a brand new buy recommendation every month and you guys are head down, backside up, finding the best ideas you can for our members and it's nice to share them with our listeners and viewers as well. So, mate, thank you for your time. Viewers and listeners, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. I hope you found it. I know you will have found it useful, uh, illuminating, and might give you another idea to uh, work on your potential 
watch list, your buy list, go and do some more research, or hey, join one of our services. Why not? In the meantime, until next time, on behalf of Kevin, myself, and the whole Motley Fool team, full on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under financial services licence 400691. Listener.